Hello, hello everyone. Super excited here in Washington, D.C. at the March on Washington Friday. This is super exciting. The energy is phenomenal. I mean, we are here around the monument getting ready to enter. But not only are we excited, it's just the energy in D.C. is absolutely remarkable. But in addition to that, as you hear all of the voices, the voices of support, the voices of love, the voices of just everyone coming together for all one cause. And we all just want to make sure that we want to get in trouble, but some good trouble. So I'm going to continue to do the best I can today with making sure that I am blogging and vlogging about this phenomenal and historic event. But again, stay tuned. And we'll talk soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Jameer Smith Show. So I wanted this to be a continuation of this morning's event. And, um, you know, first off, I wanted to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the Commitment March here in Washington, D.C. Um, it, it was very personal and it felt good to really be a part of something bigger than myself. And um, really just to go over just my experience today, it was overwhelming. And, you know, a blurb from the Commitment March is, you know, the March on Washington was covened by Reverend Al Sharpton and Martin Luther King III. And first off, shout out to Reverend Al, Al Sharpton. He did the damn thing. I mean, literally came on the stage and commanded the stage full of energy as he typically always is and you know my voice is so raspy now because I had the opportunity with the other and I would I'm gonna probably say million there were thousands on thousands on thousands of people and I, I'm you know me and a few of my friends were like I bet there's probably a couple of million people that were there but um our intergenerational day of action demonstrated our commitment to fighting for policing and criminal justice. The Commitment March will take place today, August 28th, 2020, which is the 57th anniversary of the historical March on Washington, where Martin Luther King Jr. delivered his I Have a Dream speech. And for me, this moment was so much bigger than me. This moment underlined the opportunity, the struggle, the accomplishments, the blessings, but also how much more work we have to do as a community, as people of color, as people LGBTQ, as people black men, but just every person in this world has a job to do. And today it really underlined that. So thank you. I'll start with that. So with my experience today, it was just out of this world that, you know, we woke up super early and I got together with a lot of my friends and we really utilized this moment to make history with each other. You know, I have been friends with 
these men for about 20 years and we had the opportunity. They either drove in from, you know, New York, they came in from Atlanta. And it was interesting whenever we all got together, we saw so many other people, you know, in their area because I think they rented like an Airbnb. And, you know, we saw so many other people kind of getting in their car and the excitement that people had and how many people just really traveled from all over the world to make this moment memorable for them as well and um it felt good you know arriving to 17th street and um you you really saw the energy of people of of a union of family and um you know, you can still hear it in my voice because I was one of those, you know, chanting and clapping and yelling. And it was it was an experience that you've had to be there, you know, not just see it on television and to say now to my children, you know, that I have in the future to say your dad was a part of the March on Washington in 2020. And what was my experience? What are the photos that I took? What are some of the memorabilia from, you know, the the T-shirts and the buttons and the wristbands? Like all of these moments mean something now. And I now have these collectibles to cherish really for the rest of my life and to be able to pass down um, with my story. And so we arrived uh, at the MLK Memorial and we headed towards, you know, um, the memorial where they plan to speak near the Washington Monument. And, you know, once we got to 17th Street, you saw all of the vendors. First of all, shout out to the vendors, you know, all of the people that were selling T-shirts, all of the people that were selling just pieces and you got to really see how much creativity people really had from the posters and the buttons. And, um, you know, regardless of how you feel about, you know, the vendors capitalizing on all of what's happening, I think it was such a beautiful moment because these are things you can now take home for you, for your children, for yourself. And um, that love was huge, man. Like it was absolutely out of this world. And so... You know, the first person I remember speaking uh, was the mother of, I think it was like Dontre uh, Hamilton, who was uh, shot 14 times for sleeping in the park. And I remember there was something that she said, I will never stop fighting for you. And she expressed to the crowd that people must vote. And it's one of those things that my mother always says to me is that she is my biggest supporter. She will always fight for me, my aunt. She always says, I will fight for you, my dad. I will always fight for you. And those are the words that came out of her mouth that really resonated for me. But in addition to just it pierced my heart because it's so passionate that, you know, we all know people that have struggled or have gone through some hard times. And you saw and and for me, I got to hear really this the passion in her voice about her child and um after that i remember the mother of oscar grant and a couple of things that i was able to even write down is you know she said we have not received the justice that we have deserved uh and she believes liberty and justice are imbalanced 
And she also encouraged people to continue protesting and fight for justice. And I think that's what we always have to take away from this experience and the experiences that we've all gone through really in the last few months of people protesting and really fighting for justice. It's about how do we protest in a way that we all really express what we want. What, What do you need? What is our purpose? And then make sure that you are protesting in a way that is meaningful, but also is safe. And I think, you know, listening to Oscar Grant's mother just saying, you know, we still have not received the justice that we deserve. You know, how many times are we going to constantly keep hearing, you know, how the system is not completing what they need to start and taking that away from her? You know, it saddens me because, you know, we all just need justice. We all are looking just for justice and It's what's deserved, especially in these moments. Um, Sabrina Fulton, the mother of Trayvon Martin. It was amazing to see this woman and hear this woman in the moment. And I believe Trayvon Martin was really that moment where people started to open their eyes. You know, my generation and, and generations younger than me, because we started to see ourselves. You know, we we saw ourselves possibly being targeted just for being a person of color and I think and and a black man and I think you know taking some of the moments away from her today she really used her platform to express that people need to be encouraged and to continue to protest Uh, please continue to unite and fight during these times and she also I remember she read a bible verse uh, to encourage people to trust in God And stand up, people. We was built for this. Keep fighting. To hear the crowd resonate with her when she read that that piece from the Bible, that moment, you could hear the echoes, the echoes through the U.S. Capitol. And I think that's what I was able to take away from that moment because it was such an amazing moment. It was, a, it was a beautiful spirit that was on that stage. Because if a mother, regardless of color, can stand on a stage and still try to unite people and her son or her daughter is no longer with us, I can't ever imagine losing a child, but to muster up enough nerve, enough courage, To be able to stand on a stage in front of thousands of people. To still continue to tell them to fight. Had to have been absolutely, you know, amazing. You you have to really pay respect to uh, this woman and people um, that have really experienced that. Um, You know, after that, I remember we did some walking and I was able to really you know, unite with some friends that I've known throughout the years. And that was beautiful. And I got to see so many families and, you know, everyone had their their protest boards up and you got to see how creative people have been, you know, throughout this process. You saw the outfits and the costumes and the hair and the, and just, you know, it was such a beautiful moment of unity 
that I have to say I took away from that. Um, I remember the next uh, is that uh, Ahmed's Aubrey's father said something when he came to the stage and um, I wrote, it's been a hard road because my boy has been lynched by three white men. He said their family has to keep on fighting and he won't stop fighting until God tells calls him home. And with that, you know, it, it, it really hurt a lot of people. There were many people that were crying. Um, I got emotional because I saw myself, you know, I am a black man that, you know, I exercise and, you know, I sometimes may not be in, in always the best areas, but I, I know that I'm either with friends and, and we have, you know, uh, where we're very conscious of where we are. And, you know, I think it's one of those moments that you never know. I think to say all that sometimes you just never know. And to hear this father stand on a stage to just say, hey, I will not stop fighting until God calls me home. And there was another message I remember, and I saw this quote, you know, that he was saying, we free ourselves when we fight for ourselves. And that was one of the lawyers that was representing the family of Ahmed Aubrey. And we all chanted, you know, how the importance of black power is. And it is. You know, constantly keeping your voice, your name, your spirit out there to make sure that you're staying safe, but you're making your name and your voice and you're your, just making your, your, your presence count. It just means something. And then the mother of Ahmed Aubrey, she said she's so proud that God chose her son to be a part of this huge movement. And she's pleased And she pleaded with the crowd to not forget the names of policing shooting victims. And she I remember she was saying, I love you all for standing with us. She requested also that the crowd chant his name so that he may hear it in the heavens. And I think that's when I got super emotional because, you know, I I I don't have any children and I I have really close friend of mine and she lost her son and I can never imagine what it feels like if a parent were to lose their child. What does that feel in your soul, in your heart, in your spirit, in your bones? I never want to experience that moment and I think that's why I got super emotional and I'm still feeling that right now, but it's it's crazy, but um also, the sister of Bottom Jean, you know, shared how since the death of her brother, she's been working to seek reform. And it's been two years since the passing of her brother. And she says, I'm tired of saying new names, adding new names to hashtags. And I think that's where we become exhausted. When does the change happen? And that's what I don't know. That's why we we march. That's why we have moments like this, like on the March of Washington today. How do you continue to make your name count? How do we let people know that we are important? So um, I remember dozens of police officers, you know, they were placed near the Lincoln Memorial 
as people really began to march and it was a very peaceful protest and peaceful march. And, um, you know, 2020, I must say, is the year that people were going out and they put America out on time. And um, I remember Jacob Blake's lawyer, he expressed his gratitudes towards uh, the NBA, the WNBA and the many people across the nation bringing attention to the police shooting and standing up for justice. He said the time is now to make a change, to make a change. Uh, the family of George Floyd, they also shared an emotional speech. And I remember George, George Floyd's brother, he held back tears even whenever he was explaining at the march and really trying to bring attention to all of the victims. And again, I remember he could not even contain himself and he had to leave you know, the stage. Um, but I, I remember what he was saying. I have to advocate for everybody because right now Jacob Blake was shot seven times in front of his children. And then Floyd's brother says, you know, many other heartfelt things. But then also Breonna Taylor's mother stood at the podium to encourage everyone to vote. And myself and the entire crowd, we all kept saying, as she said, say her name. We're like, Breonna Taylor, say her name. Brianna Taylor. Reverend Al Shopton, he delivered this inspirational and emotional speech of just acceptance. He called on policy change. He called for equality and the importance of voting. You know, my it's so crazy. My voice, <coughs> my voice is gone right now. It's it, I said I wanted to do this. I wanted to do this podcast in the moment. I wanted you guys to hear the passion in my voice right now because today meant so much. And I remember Martin Luther King III also was in attendance and he joined his family. He says, we are taking a step forward on America's rocky but righteous journey towards justice. August 28th is a day to remember the triumphs and tragedies that have taken place in our historic struggle of racial justice. Commemorate March on Washington of, in 1963, where my father declared his dream, but we must never forget the American nightmare of racist violence exemplified when Emmett Till was murdered on this same day in 1955, and the criminal justice system failed to convict his killers. It was beautiful. It was a moment. It's what was needed. You know, I, there's so much more to even discuss. And I have to say Black Lives Matter is one of the most important movements in our community as an LGBTQ advocate. I remember, um, you know, one of the the moments that during the speech, they were saying that, you know, they continue to push the community waves and the rainbow flags and continue to support the Black Lives Movement. And I think what's so amazing is that we were able to see the communication, the love, the support of every single person in this movement. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you everyone. I hope that you guys attended. I hope you were able to even see it online. If you streamed it, you know, I know my family, they I constantly stayed in contact with them to let them know how safe I was. But in addition to they watched it on the news and um, it really was a moment. And I, I have to say thank you to everyone that supports me. 
Um, remember, I am a person that supports it all. And I just want justice for us all. I want us all to be able to live in a world of respect. We all may have different views, but respectfully, we respect those views. And we can all live together and make sure that this world continues just to be a better place. Because we all deserve that. So thank you guys for tuning in for this episode. And I'm super excited about all of the support that you guys have been doing with the episode with Reggie and, you know, his new movie that's coming out, as well as the episode with Michelle. I mean, you guys are breaking records these days with the Jameer Smith show, the podcast, and I appreciate you. So thank you. We have some really fun topics and and, and shows coming up in the next few weeks. Oh my gosh. It's just, it's a lot going on and I love it. So again, as we always say, stay safe, but always stay creative.